Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about getting ready for Jesus. We have to know what He's thinking. We have to know His Word in order to be ready for Him. In order to get ready to live in with Him, to move in with Him, we have to get ready. So let's acknowledge Him, Jesus. We thank you that you are getting us ready. Even though we don't understand the direction you give us, is to be ready for when you return so that we can live with you forever. It's not your will that one should perish, and so you are working to get your word across to us, and we love you and praise you and thank you for that. Give you all the glory. He is, he is working to help us to know that we have to be ready for him to come. And the way to get ready is really, I just want to say, to be like him, to conform to him, to be like he is. And he is about love. He cares for us. And the most important commandment is to love him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then when you do that, then you can see the love he has for others. You know, I was reading this morning, and his last words to Peter were, if you love me, do you love me, Peter? And he said, yes. And then he said, feed my flock. He wants us to know the truth. Because without the truth, we will perish. And so just take that in. Just take that in. He's in love with you. And that's why he's talking to you and reaching out to you. He's not trying to scold you. He's not trying to put you down. He's not trying to make you feel ashamed of what you have done. You can stop running from him. Because when you run from him, you're denying him. You're denying him to love you, to take care of you, to show you the truth, to give you good. Right here and right now, so many people turn their head away from Jesus. Because when they get in his presence, they feel that conviction and the enemy comes and tells them, the enemy isn't a thought. We're to take captive every thought. Not just think any old thing. Not to let bad thoughts disable our faith, but to, to think the word of God. For God so loved the world. God loves you. And you got to think on those thoughts. you got to think of him as love. His character is love towards his children. And we are his children, and he loves us. And so you can't believe that thought. Take captive that thought that the enemy is trying to put in your head that you're bad, that you should be ashamed. God wants to take things away from you. That is not God. That is not the character of God. And that's why Jesus wants you to know him. So because if you know him, you're going to know that he is good. You're going to know the good that he has for you if you take the time to get to know him. And if we're denying him here, then he's going to have to deny us on that day. If we won't look to him, I was reading um, uh, an article by a lady, and she had her gas um, meter covered because she was afraid she was going to run out of gas. And she felt the Lord impress upon her after she, she was taking a trip to pick up her daughter, and on the way home, she... Um, was afraid she wasn't going to have enough gas. And so that's why she had the gas meter covered. 
And on the way home, um, the Lord impressed upon her to, to move what she had in the way of the gas um, needle. And she didn't want to, but finally she did. And here she had way more gas than she thought. It was over halfway full, and she was thinking she was going to run out. And I believe that's what the Lord is saying today. Remove that thing that you have in the way and just look at him for who he is. Stop being afraid of him. Stop ignoring him and denying him as if he's not there because he really is there. And he really is with you and he really does love you and you can't ignore him because if you ignore him, the enemy is going to take over your life. And when you stand before Jesus, he's going to say, I didn't know you. You know, when, when God corrects you, Revelation 3.19, he said that he corrects those he loves. And when he corrects you, oh, it is healing. It feels so good. Like, you know, the Word of God says, don't be jealous. And if you deny that command or don't steal, don't lie, if you deny those commands, then you're denying him. You're saying, I don't know. I don't know you. I'm, I'm not listening. I, I have that. Um, piece of tape over the gas meter or whatever she had there. I don't know. That's what you're saying. But if you're saying, okay, I'm jealous, I stole this, and I don't want to, help me. And that's when that healing comes in. Because you're doing that for a reason. You're jealous for a reason. Let's say it's jealousy. You're jealous because you see something in someone else that you want. And whatever it is, but how they look or how they are or their life or, or whatever it is. And you want that. And so you're jealous. And if you go to God, he's going to show you how you can have that when you follow after him, right? Because he has life till the full, till it overflows. He has more for you than you can ask or think. Super abundantly more than you can ask or think. He has a special plan for your life. You're special to him. And if you follow after him, you won't have to be jealous. And say it's stealing some kind of an addiction that you just can't stop. And you're doing that because you have something going on. He gets to the root of the problem. Whatever it is that you can't stop doing that's making you cover up that gas needle that's making you turn away from him, he wants to heal you so you can get that out of the way, so you can take the, he can take those chains off. And his warning is in Matthew 10. I thought it was interesting when I was reading this after he told me what he wanted me to say. He said, Are not two little sparrows sold for a penny, and yet one of them will fall to the ground without your father even have noticed? He notices the things that you're going through, and he wants to help you. Even the hairs of your head are numbered. He cares so much for you. Fear not then. Aren't you more value than the sparrows? Of course. We are the most important to him. We are his children. Therefore, everyone who acknowledges me before men and confesses me, I will also acknowledge him before my Father who is in heaven. You know, we, we have this like shame that we always are um, under. It's something that Satan says to us. And it's when we're, we're denying God. If you go to God and just let him do that thing in your life, just let him care for you and love you, you're not going to have that. You're not going to be feeling ashamed. You're not going to be 
jealous of someone else. You're going to love yourself because he loves you. You're going to love who he created you to be. And then you allow him to work in your life and give you all those things he wants to give you. But if you harden your heart towards him, he can't do anything. And then you can't represent him as well. And so when he's saying, if you disown me before men, if you're ashamed of me, if you're not letting me work in your life, if you're not proud of who you are in him, you haven't gone to him for that counseling. Revelation 3.19, I correct those whom I love. He's correcting you and getting you ready for heaven. And while you're here right now, you're representing him before men as he corrects you and shows you the truth. Because you're not going to live that prideful life with that facade anymore, trying to cover up who you are and make people think that you're someone you're not. He's going to fix all that so you don't have to pretend. So that you don't have to get stressed out about somebody knowing something about you. Do you not think I have come to bring peace on the earth? I have not. I came to bring, not to bring peace, but a sword. Sometimes when those things are going on, um, you're separated from people who you care about and who once cared about you, but because you're not like them anymore, they don't want to be around you. That conviction scares people away. The enemy, when, when you start serving God, he's going to come against you. But you don't have to be afraid of him. He said, fear not. When Jesus was here, not everyone liked him. He took a lot of persecution. But the ones that followed him got healed. And he not only wants to heal you physically, he wants to heal you emotionally because the things that you have gone through that bring you to who you are, you're hiding behind things to cover up that pain. And he, he just wants to set you free. So when the enemy comes, you don't have to be afraid of him. You don't have to be afraid of people knowing who you are and knowing that you love Jesus and knowing that he took those things away from you that were harming you. He's here for you. He loves you. He said, even your hairs are counted. He who loves and takes more pleasure in his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. So what he's saying, well, mother, father, and loves and takes more pleasure in his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So much of the time we bend for someone else in our life. We know what God said. We know what he wants. We're following him, and then somebody in our life doesn't agree with what we're doing, and we compromise, and we put them on the pedestal instead of God, and that's denying him. And we have to realize we're doing that, and we can't even realize that we're doing that unless we let him correct us and counsel us. We're not going to stand before those people that day. We're going to stand before Jesus. And he is the only one who can love you unconditionally anyway. He's not going to ask you to be somebody you're not. In fact, he's going to enhance who you are. He's going to enhance your life. The correction is only for your good, just like you would do for your children. If you see them walking a lie, you're going to tell them. You're not going to just let it go because you don't want them to hurt. 
And, you know, maybe you have kids and you don't even know they're walking in a lie because you don't know you're walking in a lie because you're not going to know that unless you just, so to say, get naked before Jesus and let him show you the truth. If you don't know the truth, you can't be set free. And if you're not willing to look at the truth, you're not willing to look at that gas gauge and just trust him, then you're denying him. And he wants you to know that today because the enemy is trying to steal your eternity from from you with Jesus. He's lying to you. He, you know, he, he's getting you to follow after your flesh and the world, following after that lie, you know, and sometimes we know that lie and we just do it anyway because we can't seem to help it. I've had that in my life. I'm like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I can't help it. I just have to do this because I have a fear of this or a fear of that. And then Jesus said, well, let me fix it for you. Let me tell you why you're doing that, and we'll fix the reason why you're doing that, and then you won't have to have that fix to make you feel better about yourself. Right? So whatever it is that's causing you to sin, he's going to get rid of that sin and that counsel. If you go to him, if you're willing to just take away that cardboard from that gas needle, if you're willing to just look at him and say, okay, I submit, go ahead and show me. And the things that are wrong with us, as I said, are the things that have been done to us, the things that we went through. And then we're constantly living in that shame because we haven't gone to God to let him help us to fix it. You can ask him to come and live on the inside of you, but then your whole life is about letting him show you the way. You following him and saying, oh, this is what it's about. Life, joy, peace, contentment, not shame, anxiety, and um, being jealous and having addictions. That's not the life Jesus is asking you to live. He's asking you to represent him, to live in heaven on the earth, to live blessed beyond measure on the earth. And I'm not talking about material things, although that's included but not too excessive. And I'm talking about just being like him. That is life to the full until it overflows. To have constant peace, not to have anxiety, not, not to allow the enemy to just walk all over you and get you to follow him and then pull the rug out from under you at the last minute and, and him say, oh, I was just start trying to steal your eternity with Jesus. Now you have to follow after me. Because you did all your life and you get to live with me forever. That's what Jesus is trying to save you from. That's why he's reaching out to you to say, get ready. I'm coming. The thing you're hanging on to isn't worth it. I saw a t-shirt and it said, don't give up heaven for the world. And that is exactly what we're doing when we turn away from Jesus. So even though it doesn't feel comfortable, he's saying, don't deny me. I'm just thinking when I tilted my head like that, I saw him in heaven. I was sitting across the banquet table from him, and he had his head turned. He knows all my pain and my sorrow and all I went through and how I laid it all down and just said, okay, fix me. He's the only one who can fix you. So let him do that. Whoever finds his lower life will lose the higher life, and whoever loses his lower life on my account will find the higher life. You know the things that are between him, your Jesus, 
and um, having eternity with him are the things of this world. The things of this world have are the very things that Satan uses to taunt us to to um, deny Jesus. Just like when he was in the wilderness, led by the Spirit in the wilderness, Satan came and tested him and tempted him. And Jesus said, no, no, no. And we have to say, no, I know it's a trick. And you just want to steal my eternity from Jesus with me. It's a trick. It doesn't mean anything. I don't have to put on a facade. I don't have to have this. I'm not addicted to that. I want Jesus. I want all of him. And you start walking that walk. You'll be so glad you did. And you'll never be happier. Don't give in to those temptations. Just open the Word of God and ask Jesus to help you to be like him. And he will set you free. And those people that aren't going to like you anymore just aren't going to like you anymore. Or you're going to affect some of them to follow after Jesus, whichever way they want it. But he's calling you to be a disciple. When he left, he said to the disciples, now I'm going and you're going to do what I'm doing. So we have a responsibility. You know, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and, and you haven't been doing it. We have a responsibility to do his work. It wasn't a suggestion. And it wasn't just few. Whoever believes in him will do what I was doing. That's what he said. John 12, 15. I mean, John 14, 12. <laughs> Pretty sure. And um, so that's our part. And so he's asking us to grow up, to get that counseling, to change our way, to follow after him so that we can bring in the harvest. That's what he cares about. What did he say to Peter? Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes. He said, then bring, feed my sheep. So that's what we're called to do. Not just sit around and wait for him to come and blend in with the world and um, blend in with their sin and tell them what they're doing is okay. It's not okay. They're going to go to hell. And if you know Jesus and um, you're getting rid of that sin in your life, then you're an example for them. And you have to tell them the truth. Even though they might not like you anymore, you have to tell them the truth. And you have to walk in the truth. Because if you're not going to do it, they're not going to do it. If you don't do, if you're not doing what you said that they should do, then you're just a Pharisee. Then you're just being religious. You're not doing it. And when you when you call yourself a disciple, when you say, "Lord, I'll go for you," He's going to make sure that you're not all talk, because He He wants to make sure that they are following Him and not the enemy. You can't just. Be all talk. You have to be a doer of the word. Faith without action is dead. Yeah. So I wanted to mention, you know, Peter did deny Jesus. They all denied him. They split. But it didn't end up that way. They all gave up their life for him. They got it right. And he's calling us to get it right. You might have denied him, but you're forgiven. This is a time of grace. You're forgiven. If you ask, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. He's coming, so you need to hurry up and repent and do what he called you to do. Do you love him? Then get it together and go feed his sheep. Don't deny him. Let's say that prayer Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, right after he said he wants to correct us, that he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, he will come in and dine with you. He'll correct you. He'll show you 
how to be that disciple and to get ready for him. If you never asked him before, then I want to invite you to ask him now with me. If you already did invite him, but you're not heeding his voice, then I ask you to pray this prayer again and then get it together before he gets here. Don't keep denying what he said. Just let him fix you. Let him help you. He loves you. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to get us all fixed up. You want to clean us with a word. You want to prepare us for heaven. And you even have a part for us to do to bring in the harvest, to bring in those who are lost and don't know you. So I'm asking you to come live on the inside of us and help us to be an example of who you are. Help us to stop denying you. Stop walking by those that don't know you. Stop stop not telling them they're in sin and they need to change. That you're coming. And we can't just ignore what you said. We ignore you, you're going to ignore us. You're going to say, I didn't know you, because that's what we're saying. We don't know you. Help us, Lord. Come live on the inside of us and teach us. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So now if you said that prayer, I would love it so much if you would let me know. If you said that prayer, get on it. Get going. Let Jesus heal you. Let him counsel you. And get rid of all that sin in your life. It's going to take his counseling. You can't do it without him. You can't do anything without him. You really can't. And the things that you're going to go through that are going to be hard are going to be the persecution from other people who might even say to you, I don't know you. I don't know who you are anymore. You're not who I thought you were. You're someone else. And you indeed are. You're a child of the Most High. And you're there to love them and show them the way. And if they deny you, then they're denying him. So let's show who he is. Thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.